0: Everybody's going to pay, million-dollar man always gets his way. All right, welcome everybody to episode two of the Free Money Podcast for week two of the whatever this college football and pro football season is. I am here with Drew Franklin, and Drew, the first week of the year, I didn't tally our pro picks because I forgot what we picked. But for college, um, I went seven and four, you went six and five, which means if you listen to this, you got rich and made money. So I feel like it's an investment that everyone should like.
1: Yeah, anytime you make money, it's a win. Uh, I personally went three and one on NFL with one offensive pass interference ruining a perfect day. So uh, very successful week one for the free money podcast. Yes. By the way, you can probably back up. Just I don't want you to feel like you have to eat that microphone
0: while you're talking. It, it's, it's That's not so good. To it was just a little loud. You were like right up ah. in it. You were kind ah, of – Gotcha. You were doing a right you know. limit eating the microphone. You're, you're good. Um, so, I think after the first week, a couple things stood out. The sort of theory that we had last week that, especially with the college games, they'd either be routes or very close – was a good call. And when you look at this schedule this week with a lot of teams that, again, seem mis- seem mismatched, I don't think they're, most of these conferences did not try to give their best teams a hard game to start the season. So it looks to me like this will be another week where when you look at a game, your first question to yourself should be, do I think this will be a route or not? And if the answer is you don't think it'll be a route, then I would say take
1: the underdog. That's the way I'm looking at this stuff. What about you? Yeah, I'm thinking underdogs a lot this year, and I think it might continue even throughout the whole season. And these spreads will have to shrink as we see how it matters not having fans. Is there even a home field advantage? I, I think it's just a weird year where we're all kind of learning on the fly. There might be money to make, money to be made where uh, Vegas isn't quite ready on some of these games.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, we shall, we shall see. And then otherwise, what else has been going on, Drew? I mean, I did we, the NFL. I watched probably more NFL this past week than I've watched in a long time. My Bears came back and won on some Lions shenanigans. Um your Titans. Yeah, we have you we haven't really talked about what what about your Titans? Yeah. The kicker missing four kicks but then making the final one.
1: Uh it wasn't a pleasant scene in the Franklin household around uh 12 30, 1 a.m Monday night. Um are, are you I, watching
0: it by yourself? Is Abby up? What are you doing?
1: Well, she tried to stay awake. She slept through the second half, but she would wake up every time I'd throw an f bomb at the TV when we'd miss a kick. But he, I, that was that was hard to watch. I mean, one got blocked. I don't know if he would have made it hadn't gotten blocked. But missing extra points, I, I I know he made the game winner, but that did nothing for me. That was. That was a short kick. I'm that ready. did that did
0: nothing for you? Like you didn't care no. at all?
1: well, he, he was on like the five-yard line. The offense drove him down the field. And, I mean, if he had missed that one, I I think you take him out of the Hall of Fame. But now you say, all right, you saved the end of your career. We're still going to cut you. Go retire. You still suck. So you would get rid of the guy? Yeah, he he had hip surgery this past offseason as a okay, kicker. Okay, I didn't know that. I, I know the name and the connection with Vrabel, but I think we saw what he's actually going to be all year. Maybe not that bad, but I don't know that he's the guy you can trust when you're a Super Bowl contender. I think you, you talk- give
0: him one more week. I mean, you know, you look—he's the fifth. The he was the fifth highest percentage kicker ever. He finished the game eighth. He fell all the way to ninth. But you got you got to give it a shot. I mean, who are you going to get this better? I know you could get Austin, which I would love. And if they get Austin, I say cut G- Goskowski, But I, you probably give him another
1: week or two, right? I mean, he'll be on the team this game. I'd maybe throw someone behind him to be safe, but that just looked like a guy who, who's lost it. I mean, he's old. Like I said, the hip surgery, he he took his shoes off and sat down thinking he was never going to kick again. I had to tell him to put but That his worked.
0: Shoes that worked. When he took his shoes off, it was like the bad mojo came out of his stinky feet. It was like the Goskowski stinky feet kick.
1: I think it was him accepting his days as a kicker are done, but his old buddy Vrabel got him one more look from inside the red zone to to save the – The game, but I well long term he ain't it. I'm a Goskowski
0: truther. I think he's going to come in. The last kicker I've rooted for this much, this is probably not a good sign. Was the guy for Tampa Bay, the the dude that they picked in like the first round of the draft, the from I think he was from Florida Florida State State. or what? Ricardo and Wardo or what? What was his name? Arroyo.
1: I don't have the name, but I know the character you're talking about from FSU. Anyway,
0: I, and he was terrible. Like he was a first-round pick, and he, like, would kick it into the you know into the woods. And then I kept cheering for him, and it never happened for him. So he reminds me – I will say his kicks reminded me of – do you watch uh, Scott Van Pelt? He does those um, bad beats thing with uh, Steve on on his show. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, of course. They have this thing – one of the things they did on there, they were showing a horse race in West Virginia mm-hmm. – and the leader of the, horse, the the leader of the race, this was like back in July, he makes the turn and he's like way ahead. And he just takes a right turn and just goes into like the crowd. Like there's an opening over there and he just takes a right turn. And they were like, Oh, that's funny. Then two months later, same track, same horse is winning again and does it again. And I felt like that with Goskowski, that his balls were just taking a right turn and over into the into that and nobody knows why.
1: Yeah, I think it could be since uh, Titans ended Brady and the Patriots last year. He could be there as a spy to sabotage the Titans, too. Could be a plant from New England. Well, we'll see. I, uh,
0: I'm i I'm pulling for him. All right, so let's go to the college games. Again, I'm going to let you pick them. Uh, Phil Steele, I like to do this every week. The, what is Phil <laughs> – I cannot speak. What is Phil Steele bragging about? You know, we always like to do that because my man – what he does is he gives enough names to his picks for those of you that haven't listened before so that he is good at something like something of his works. And because of that, there's always like something he can brag about. And so this week it's a, he, he is bragging that his power sweep. That's the thing that the newsletter, his college four-star plays are four and O to start the year. Now, I'm going to call BS because last week he only had one four-star play and the game was canceled. (laughs) But, you know, maybe there were others I didn't know about. But he's claiming his four-star play are 4-0. So I'm going to just lead off with what his four-star play is before I hand it to you. Western Kentucky and Liberty is his four-star play of the week. Now, you have to tell me what the spread is. Liberty, of course, uh, is a school run by Jerry Falwell who ended up uh, having to resign because he was watching, allegedly, would watch his wife have sex with the pool boy. And apparently uh, when that was gonna come out, they paid off the pool boy. And then he said, no, I didn't do anything, but my wife was still banging the pool boy. And everybody was like, well, way to throw your wife under the bus. (laughs) And the pool boy was like, hang on, it wasn't just the wife, you watched me Jerry Falwell. And I guess they decided that you can't be in charge of a religious school if that happens. I don't know how that affects this game, but I thought Drew people
1: needed to know. Well, uh, the Bull Boys spread his wife, and the spread on this one is 14 for the Hilltoppers. Uh, give it up, two touchdowns to the Liberty. What are they, the flames, you think West Virginia or Western Kentucky got three
0: extra points during the Bull Boys <laughs> yeah. sex
1: fiasco? Um,
0: yeah. Uh- so he-
1: I had that on my list of games. I wrote no football notes because I knew you would just want to bring up the Jerry Falwell thing. So that is the only information I have about this game. Well, I'm very I, – listen, I, 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 I've had – like when I was a little kid,
0: my parents would go to church. They had the Jerry Falwell tape series. This is how long ago it is? Some of you all listen to this. Well, it sounds ancient. My church subscribed, and every week they would get a VCR tape from Jerry Falwell's dad. Where which would they at night rather than having church at night? Everyone would go to the church and they would put the tape in a VCR, and it was just Jerry Falwell ranting about how there was too much porn on television, and they're like it was just it was just Jerry Falwell saying everything that was wrong with the world. And my my mom liked Jerry Falwell. I just was always like, what is wrong with this guy? Why is he so angry? And then his son ends up being even creepier. So I grant you that I I follow that
1: story maybe more than the average person. Well, would you watch a videotape from Jerry Falwell Jr. now? He might have different (laughs) stuff on his home videos. (laughs) Well, Jerry Falwell's dad was probably ranting about what his son (laughs) was going to do in the
0: future. Um, So anyway, so it's his 14. Uh, Phil has Western Kentucky as his four-star lock of the week, which he claims he's 4-0 on the year on. Um, He's got Western Kentucky by 24. What do you like?
1: Um, again, I can't tell you one thing about Liberty football, but I know Western has a very good defense, even though they had some pretty big goofs, uh, last week against Louisville, which we'll get to later, but I, I still think they cover two touchdowns just because Liberty to me is just well in a scandal. Well, Hugh Freeze is there, you know, who hired prostitutes. Oh yeah, remember? that's so- right. More scandals.
0: I did forget about that. Yeah. So he, they just like sex scandals at Liberty. I mean, maybe that's the whole point. It's the Liberty to have sex scandals. I think it's got to have an effect on a team when, I mean, if UK had to play Auburn and a week before there was an Eli Capilouto sex scandal, (laughs) I feel like it would have to have some impact on the game. So I'm taking Western Kentucky to cover as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine DeAndre Square having to go out there and make a tackle knowing Eli Capilouto could have funny things going on. I mean, uh, it would be like, Eli, why hath thou forsaken me? But thankfully, that's not happening. I'm with you. I'll join you in, uh, against Liberty Biberty, WKU minus 14. All right, good deal. So what's the next game? I do like. I just want to say that was a game because I did some research for this one that no one was mentioning. Mentioning, did Phil pick that one just because no one's not going to be on anyone's radar, so maybe he can sneak by if he misses it?
0: I think Phil is at the point he had such. He's had we've you know we've done this podcast. This is our fourth year. The last two years, it he has done epically bad. Like I'll give you an example of how I know this. He used to every year in his preseason yearbook, he would put himself versus like every other person that does this, and he would grade himself. And even if he didn't win, he liked to show the grades. Well, in last year's preseason book, he was in last place out of like 30. And he was like, you know what, I was in last place. But most years, I'm not in last place. And then this year, he didn't even put it in, which (laughs) suggests to me he might've been in last place again. So I think he's just trying to find
1: someone who still likes his opinions, Which is us, even though we don't believe in him. we like. Well, the games. only
0: reason is I can buy his thing for $10, and it just organizes everything.
1: <laughs> if you all know of another person who's $10, I'll just pick them instead. But go ahead. All right, we're going to start Friday night with the game everyone's talking about. We have Campbell at Coastal Carolina. <laughs> nice. Um, Spread is minus 26. Now, of course, Coastal Carolina um, beat Kansas last week, so that's why I included it, to get your thoughts on if they're for real or if Kansas is just absolutely trash.
0: Well, first of all, I had an ex-girlfriend go to Campbell for pharmacy school, and she spoke highly of it. So I think that is a a potential positive going into this game. I can't imagine – like this is – okay, so my biggest rule in week two, for those of you that do this, is – always hedge against the overreaction. And I have to assume that Coastal Carolina beating, uh, beating Kansas will lead to an overreaction. So I know nothing about Campbell, but I will take Campbell to cover the 26 because I think people will
1: give too much credit to the Chanticleers for what they did against Ooh. Kansas. Could you know in the mascot, I will tell you last week, Campbell scored with 15 seconds left against Georgia Southern and went for two instead of tying it up and lost. So they were one play away from having a win last week. I, I think they're – And Georgia decent. Southern,
0: like, aren't they usually good? I mean,
1: like, they're usually yeah. a decent program. For, for that level, we're talking about some pretty good teams here. So I too, I, too, think that they'll cover the 26 points against Coastal Carolina. I think I'm yeah, going to like they're giving me, If they're giving me 26 and I get the Campbell
0: Camels – then actually I don't know. Are they the Campbells? Uh, uh, soups? No, that's I don't know. the Campbell, Campbell Campbell's County. is in Campbell County. This is something else, probably. I'm still taking Campbell, uh, and I highly recommend their pharmacy school for any of you looking
1: to go into pharmacy. Um, what, what do you have? Who's what's next? Uh we'll move on to Saturday, where a lot of the game's not jumping off the page here. So some of them you're gonna look at me. This like, looks why even are we worse
0: last week than last week in terms of
1: game. But we'll start with Tulsa at number eleven. Oklahoma State. It's a noon game. Oklahoma State is a twenty-two point favorite.
0: I thought both of these teams had COVID.
1: Is that not right? Are they both? Oh, is it? Is it postponed? On my on the uh, thing I used, the sheet I had, it was still going. It may be. We can just assume it's going. I mean, who's yeah. going to
0: care? Really? Well, I hope mean, they
1: get should... better if they if they do have COVID. We
0: hope they get better. So you say twenty-two? Yes. Well, Phil Steele says Oklahoma
1: State by 15. Um, I guess if there's COVID about, then we don't have any clue who's playing, so this is real fun to predict. This is the 76th meeting
0: between the two schools. Um, I'm going to say, apparently last year, Tulsa played this game relatively close. You're giving me 22 – I'm going to assume Mike Gundy has never worn a mask. I'm just going to assume that just seeing what I know about him. I feel like he is like, he's not going to wear a mask. He walks or he, I feel like we're going to have a video of him walking into target, yelling at people to, telling them not to wear a mask. So I think there's a decent chance he has COVID and without him, I don't think they cover. So I think they win, but I'll take Tulsa to cover.
1: That's a good reason I didn't even consider. I like Tulsa to cover here, but I went with just little football things. Tulsa's got a a really good offense. Both teams have bad defenses. I think it's a high-scoring game, and Oklahoma State just can't get enough to cover over three touchdowns.
0: You made the mistake.
1: You made the mistake of going with a football reasoning rather than the other. Okay, fair enough. Yours makes sense, too. It just made me even more confident that Tulsa will cover that many points. All right, we've agreed on all three. All right, what's next? Uh, sticking with the noon slate, I like doing them in order, so everybody can kind of bet them that way. Uh, Syracuse at number 25, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a six-point favorite. Hmm.
0: Uh, just so you know, Phil has Pittsburgh by 27.
1: Uh, I was going to save this for later in the show, but I brought Odd Shark back, so let I me like know what you want to – Give me another so one. You, you want to go now? All right, we'll start Phil versus odd shark in this one. Uh, he has Pittsburgh by 19. I guess that's still pretty close. He's got him covered, too. He's got Pittsburgh by 19. Both have them blown Yeah, on. I mean, I, I, when I see that it's six and a half. I mean, I watched a lot of Syracuse, North Carolina.
0: I think I, Syracuse was uh, one of the games I flipped my pick. Syracuse did not look good at all. And oddly, I think North Carolina could have won by a lot more than they did. Um, so I'm going to take Pittsburgh and this feels like with me, with you, with Phil and with odd shark, this feels like our quadruple bang, bang play of the day. Because if we're getting, if I'm getting all four of us on pit by this much, it feels like you got to pick pit.
1: Want me to make you even more confident in our pick? Yes. Syracuse has Syracuse has only covered in this game twice in 11 years and last year lost at home as a favorite. Hmm. Not a good game for them. Don't you think it's weird how
0: Ryan can't say Syracuse? Syracuse. He always says Syracuse, which is, have you ever heard anyone else pronounce it like that ever? No, that's, that's why we love him. He's, he's one of a kind. All right. Here's a question. Can you name the Syracuse coach? Um,
1: Tim Beheim, <laughs> his brother Tim. Yeah, uh, th-
0: the name is Dino Babers.
1: Oh yeah, uh, he was from um, where was he just last? He was somewhere big ba- or somewhere else, I, right? I have no idea.
0: He's old man Babers' kid. I don't know <laughs> anything much about. What do you know? who Pitt's coach is, uh,
1: uh Mike Tomlin. He's, he's back. Got big I, Ben I, I back.
0: Did, I was I was hoping you knew. I don't know. I, I, I believe it's Jeff Capel. Um, but I, what about I, the guy with
1: the guy with the big mustache from years ago? One stat. They fired yeah. him.
0: He was terrible. They fired him.
1: All right, what's our next one? We'll move on to another big game that everyone's been mm-hmm. counting down to when Austin P travels to Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati is a 31 and a half point favorite.
0: You know, the people of Cincinnati seem to believe that they're good this year. Like that they're legitimately really good and uh, could surprise some people. Is that, what do you, I mean, like there are people who say that before the Big team was going to play, Cincinnati could have snuck into the playoff. Is that possible or is that crazy?
1: I know a little bit. If we continue to play the game of uh, name all the coaches, I'll lose this quiz. But I know Cincinnati brings like a lot of people back. I mean, they're a very experienced team. And I think this is a year we've said before experience is gonna go a long way. And heck, they're ranked 13. I know the rankings are weird, but it looks like they jumped up twelve spots by not playing a game last week. Uh Austin P got destroyed last uh, last week. So I think he Yeah, can they put were it up. they were they got just
0: well no, they played, I think Pitt. They yeah. were down like fifty at the at halftime. And the two, I've never heard of this before. The two coaches just agreed, let's just run the, like, like, let's play shorter in the second half. And they ended up not even playing enough
1: game for the game to count. Did you know that? Yeah. I think it ended up being 55 nothing, but could have been 100 nothing or whatever. Um, I know we're big on underdogs, but this number can't be enough, can't be high enough for me. I'm going with Cincinnati. What was the number again? 31 and a half. Yeah. It's, oh. If it was 41 and a half, I think I would
0: take Cincinnati. I'm taking. I feel like this game about, I felt like West Virginia Eastern last week where you could have put any number on the board and I would still take it. This, honestly, this would be Phil didn't pick it or it would be a second quadruple bang, bang play. Um, Cause I, I feel good. I, I love the, if you're going to give me a parlay, the pit
1: Cincinnati parlay, I really like just, just blowouts there. Yes. Uh, moving. Moving on, we already did Liberty Western. I have uh, number 19, Louisiana, ranked for the first time since World War II against Georgia State. Louisiana Lafayette is a 17-point favorite. Well,
0: I think Ryan Harrow got beat out at the quarterback position in preseason practice Mm -hmm. at Georgia State, so I don't think they have a lot. This would be a classic chance for a team to be overrated with with Louisiana because they won in week one – And against a good team, and it would be very easy for people to then say they're not going to be as good. But I watched Louisiana, and I think they are legitimately good. They've got a really good receiver that's going to be like a top two or three round draft pick. And they're so fast. I know nothing about Georgia State, but I can't imagine they're as fast as Louisiana. So I'm actually going to take Louisiana to cover.
1: Yeah. And to, to add to that, this is Georgia state's first game. So, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get out of them. Uh, Vegas is kind of guessing I'll roll with the team. I've already seen play and get a big win last week. So I too will take Louisiana. Have we agreed so far every time?
0: I think we have, but I mean, I feel like these are like slam dunk (laughs) picks. I mean, even Phil has Louisiana by 20. What does odd shark have? Uh, by 15, that's not a cover. Okay. So they're the one going against us. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't pick a Georgia State team that I honestly wasn't certain they had a football team until you told me this game was being played. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think I can pick them. So what's next?
1: South Florida at Notre Dame. The spread is 25 and a half. All right, let me start with this.
0: Is Charlie Strong still the coach at South Florida? I don't think so. I don't know. Does he I feel like I feel like he didn't he just get the job?
1: That was the other Florida school, did not it? Didn't he just hadn't he coached at all Florida schools? I think he's gotta still be the coach. Because he got fired at
0: Texas and then he went to South Florida. Did he get fired there too? Wait
1: a minute. You said Charlie Strong, didn't you? Yes. Had, Who'd you I think another, I said? I, I had um Willie Taggart in mind for some reason because he always <laughs> okay. coaches at all the Florida schools. No, I think Charlie Strong is still there.
0: Okay. I mean, that's going to have a key part of what my prediction is. So you say 24 and 20, what was it? 25 and a half. Hmm. That feels like almost exactly right to me. I mean, I felt really good about my Duke pick last week, which won. This one feels like almost exactly right. You know, this will be the first time there's been a college football game on USA since 1986.
1: I didn't realize that. Yes. Well, I guess we might have to get used to that. I mean, with all the sports coming up, they might be putting games on all kinds of channels. Yeah. HGT... So the U.S. Open,
0: the U.S. Open is on NBC, so they can't put it there. The uh, the Tour de France and NASCAR is on NBCSN, so they're putting it on USA. the The last football game on USA, by the way, was in 1986. Eastern Kentucky played someone.
1: I didn't realize that.
0: And now they get Notre Dame, which is a great switch. <laughs> um, I'm going to take. I do, I,
1: I do have one big update. Charlie Strong uh, is gone. He's at Alabama now. They replaced him with um, someone else. But last, last year was the last year. Jeff Scott in his first season. Hmm. I feel like We're really good got, at naming coaches on this show so far. I, I feel like that should have gotten more publicity that he got fired.
0: Because, I mean, Charlie Strong was at one point, like, one of the preeminent names in college football. He had that scandal with the Boosters' wife at Louisville. After he was at Texas, which that is a heck of a scandal. Mm-hmm. When you're already got, Louisville had
1: such a history of scandal, even when you left, there were still scandals. And he was replaced by a guy who has been the receivers coach at Clemson since 2008. Just but a wait, receivers do you remember coach. When all that
0: happened and that scandal, and like somehow we ended up involved in it again. Do you remember that? Yep. You and, just... I ta- you and I talking about whether or not we were gonna report it and like that is that's our whole sort of section of time is bizarre if you think about it. yeah I mean everything you think could have happened did anyway um I guess I'll take Notre Dame, but I don't really like it. I just I can't bet on South Florida on the road uh it's south bend so i guess i'll take notre dame but i don't like it
1: uh i'm still torn notre dame got a little bit of a slow start against duke uh south carolina's got a pretty good run game I'll, i do but, but, but the question is to
0: south florida
1: i mean south florida i'll, I'll roll the dice with uh, i'll roll the dice with south florida here. that's a lot of points i know it's notre dame and it's at notre dame but 25 and a half is a lot i'll take south florida Harley strong by the we way went to alabama in that analyst role where Nick Saban just hires everybody. He coach really is. He
0: really is the island of misfit coaches there. Like whatever coach, it, it's almost like it's like celebrity rehab. They just <laughs> yeah. send them there and then they end up okay. I kind of I, I respect him for that, honestly. Like, you know, he just give me your tired and your former coach that like had some issue, and then come here and rebuild rehabilitate yourself. Uh Phil has Notre Dame by 27, so he has him covering
1: barely. Who's next? Uh, Appalachian State at Marshall, which uh, destroyed Eastern and then took last week off, so they haven't played another game since then. Um, Appalachian State's a five-point favorite in Huntington.
0: Hmm, that's a tough one. I-, I like that one actually. That that I- that's actually a game I would like to watch. Um, hmm. Well, you have you been that's- to Boone? Have you been to Boone, North Carolina? Uh, probably, but nothing comes to mind when I think about it. No, well, you would know. I mean, like if you went to Boone, you would know because when you get there, like w- the the smell of weed will be on your clothes <laughs> for six to eight months. Like that is, if you're picturing to yourself, like, like if you're a parent and you're listening to this and you're thinking when I send my kid to college, if I don't want them to end up a stoner wearing Birkenstocks, then do not send them to Appalachian state because that is, that is like the hippiest. It's an awesome town, but it's like the hippiest college vibe. Like you just walk. It's like, everybody's like, Hey dude, what is that? Welcome to college, man. Like, so I don't know how that affects this game, but it's, it's, it's important.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a big effect on this game. If everyone's just going to be high trying to play football, <laughs> Uh, Missouri took their coach. I don't know that that matters. Um, He's not going to be good there. I'm not afraid of them at all. But I will take Appalachian State to cover, even though I like the thundering herd, and we'll be rooting for them.
0: So so Appalachian State lost their coach two straight years because Satterfield went to Louisville the year before that.
1: Yeah. I think they just took the next guy after not having much experience.
0: Yeah, I'll take Appalachian State as well. Um, I know it's at Marshall, and normally that would matter. Although, as West Virginia, I I feel like they're just letting anybody go to the games,
1: right? I mean, are they, like, opening up the hospitals and sending them to the games? Uh, Players' uh, players' families can come, uh, as many as they want. You can sit in laps. Uh, You can actually put people on your shoulders. However you can get in the stands, they'll let you do it.
0: I didn't let Daryl finish today, but he he was very adamant about West Virginia high school football restrictions. But I don't know. I've seen the picture of the West Virginia governor. He ain't the healthiest looking guy in the world. So I have to assume that they let everybody in. But I'm still taking Appalachian State as well. Phil's got Appalachian State by seven. So we all three
1: agree again on this one. Who's next? Uh, I know you wanted to preview the Citadel game today. We have the Citadel at Clemson. I mean, this oh, spread will this spread will change by the hour between now and Saturday, but at last check, it was 48. Okay,
0: so normally Diabo runs the score up, but the Citadel is quasi a military school. I mean, it's not really. It's like for fake, like military, like go there and you're in the military, but you're not really in the military, which I've never understood. But... So I feel like that, you know, Dabo, that's the kind of thing that he would have respect for. So he might call off the dogs, but I ain't ain't betting Citadel. I'll take Clemson if I have to pick it.
1: Yeah, I I see him running up the score. Clemson's going to make a statement this game. Citadel won't score. Heck, even Odd Shark has 64 to nothing. So I'm going to side with Odd Shark. However many points you want to give Citadel, it's not enough for me.
0: 64 to nothing. Good night. Poor Citadel. You're too young for this, but the only thing I remember about the Citadel is when I was a kid, a a woman went to be the first one in the Citadel. The court said they had to let her in. Now I think they have a lot of women, but she was the first one and it was a woman who was like not in really good shape. And so they sent her and she did not do well. Somebody will remember her name. And it was—it literally would lead the newscast every night, the national news, how well she was doing at Citadel. And I remember as a kid feeling sorry for her because they'd be like, she only did 10 of the 12 push push-ups this morning. And I'm like, is this really national news? <laughs> and there would be people protesting and saying awful things about her. And I, it goes to show you how the stupid, the things we used to care about were back before the kinds of things we care about now.
1: It's even hard to believe. And I would not care how many push-ups
0: she was doing. I'd just be happy she's there giving the yeah, best. Yeah, but you can see, like if it happened now, you could see the culture war. I mean, it was like the Tucker Carlson's of the world going, we should have a men-only school. And then it was feminists going, you know, I'm woman, hear me roar. And it was all about how many push-ups this girl could do. It seemed kind of stupid, but
1: go ahead. Uh, let's go to a real football game with teams that are pretty close to each other. We have number 17, Miami at 18, Louisville. Louisville is a two-point favorite really don't want louisville to win do you no i have strong thoughts about this game well go for it you go first i know i'm a louisville hater so i'm always going to pick against louisville but i watched just about every minute of that louisville western game and they still don't look good i mean they have two two they make some great plays they'll break off some big runs and score touchdowns but the offensive line and the defensive line still looks like a high school team like they did against Kentucky. And I, Miami. I just, I, I'm confident in Miami this game. If you're going to give me points, I, I love the Hurricanes here.
0: Yeah, I'm taking the hurt. I mean, I'm not going to pick Louisville in a close game. So I, I mean, I'll take Miami as well. I can't believe. I mean, that's such a little like they get College Game Day for a nothing game. I mean, who cares about this game at all? And they get College Game Day. But you know what's interesting? It goes to show you how much things have changed at of I mean, imagine how much they would have chirped five years ago about getting college game day. You know, I mean, they would have been like L1C4, villain in the house, all this stuff. And, like, I don't hear any of them say anything. I mean, you remember we used to, like, daily know what Suntan said and Mark Ennis and, and the sheriff and all that. I never
1: hear about L anything nowadays. Do you? I think they all just got exhausted and gave up. It, it was too much. They tried to keep fighting for Rick and Tom and then they they, they all wore themselves out and they're out of gas. I feel bad for them. I don't Can I tell you the analogy
0: for me? And it's gonna make people mad. I sort of wonder if the whole U of L thing with Rick and Tom and the way after it was over, everything just collapsed for them is how it'll be for Trump people. You know what I mean? Just, like you spend your life having to defend every single thing that these people do and you're just always fighting battles. And then all of a sudden, once they lose, it's like, what am I doing anymore? <laughs> I, I, I'm not even saying this from a political, I'm just saying like, there are people who spend every day fighting at war for Trump. And then when he loses, like, are you really gonna keep doing that? And, and I sort of wonder if that'll be with you, Avel, that they It's not so much that they say they were wrong, but they were just kind of like, I guess you just beat me down and I'm exhausted.
1: Yeah. It was really weird that I had all those flags flying for this person that I don't even know and will never meet and doesn't know me and doesn't care about me. Make America Jurich
0: again. Never <laughs> really made sense. <laughs> Are you surprised by the way Tom Jurich doesn't have another job
1: yet? Uh, I thought he'd have one by now. I figured he'd disappear for a while. You know, he's got plenty of money, got the – Big house in Florida, but I thought he'd need to scratch that itch by now. It's been what two years, three years? I thought he'd take a year off. Thought he'd take a year off, have his fun, and be right back. Somebody hire him quickly, but it's it's gone You're maybe the biggest
0: Louisville hater that I know. Do you miss it though? Is there any part of
1: you that misses that whole thing? Oh, I I mean I still hate them, but I do miss Rick and Tom. They just made them so much easier to make fun of. Like right now. I don't have a bad word to say about their their AD. In fact, I feel bad that he kind of had to take over for that. You no, know, I, I still hate their athletics, and I want them to lose every game. But the individuals, I don't really have any animosity towards.
0: I mean, I I met the U of L president, Ben Depudi, and she said she listens to our show and is a fan. I mean, I was like, well, what? I mean, you're taking over from Baloney Head. How how in the world can I be upset at you when when it used to be the other guy?
1: We get occasional things now, like Scott's and his tots complaining about the L's down. They'll throw us a bone here and there. I mean, Chris That was Mack, a good one. I,
0: I really enjoyed Scott's tots saying, stop throwing the L's down. That was good. I enjoyed that.
1: We get a couple here and there, but no strippers or anything of that magnitude that we could make fun of for years. So it's that really the Louisville people too, though. Because like back in the day, Rick
0: and Tom and Bobby would have never said that. They would have just tried to beat us down. And when you're complaining that we're throwing the L's down, we're we've already won at that point, you know?
1: Yeah, Louisville. I mean. Even though they had their scandals, they kind of had an edge and a swag to them. And when you're like, "Oh, don't don't put your hand on you my face," like that's that's nothing. You've already lost. You've lost at that point. All right, what's next? Uh, our final game is the eight p.m. game Saturday night, Wake Forest at NC State. Spread is uh, two and a half. For who? Uh, NC State. Home yeah, I'm taking NC State huge. Like.
0: Huge, huge. I mean, I know Wake played and it's easy to go, well, they could – doesn't matter. Wake Forest isn't good. Uh, you know, poor Les Johns has to cover that team every day and make it entertaining. I don't know how he does that. I don't think NC State played last week, so they haven't had a game. So, I'm sure that's something. But NC, NC State, I think, wins this game by 20.
1: Uh, Odd Shark has Wake Forest uh, winning this game, but I'm with you. I, I like NC State here. You know, we keep talking about how this team hadn't played yet, but there's also something, too, when a team's played, you have film you can watch on them where they don't have a clue what NC State might do. And what good does it do to have played if Clemson beat you by (laughs) a thousand? Like, that couldn't have felt good. If anything, you're just beat up while NC State was at home on the couch watching. So, I I like NC State here as well.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Phil, if you remember last week, his underdog play of the week, he won. It was Coastal Carolina. He picked the Chanticleers to uh, cover. This week he has Middle Tennessee uh, plus three over Troy. He takes MTSU to win outright by 10. So if you believe in the Phil underdog play of the week, he believes the team that's the three-point dog is going to win by 10, Drew Franklin.
1: Well, only one person is allowed to call Troy an underdog since I had them beating LSU at LSU and now own a T-shirt from it. So I will pick Troy in that game. I remember that you did pick that game. That Well, that I game par- got, Neil, that got Neil his job, you know. And I parlayed it with another underdog game. They wouldn't let me bet it, but it was my big pick, and they both won.
0: Yeah, that would have paid a lot, That and then it didn't, so you just have to deal with it. All right, let's switch to the NFL. Uh, I don't know how we did last week. I don't think we did very well. Uh, it just felt like most of my, my predispositions didn't occur. I, I know I got the Bears, but that was probably about it. But – um We'll start with, just go with Phil, his four-star lock of the week, which he is saying is one of his two mini plays of the month.
1: Oh. I like that he's already calling his play of the month without knowing what's ahead. What if he doesn't like the the – Well, I think that's why it's only a
0: mini play of the month. I don't. How does he decide? You know what? This doesn't feel like a play of the month. It feels like a mini play of the month. Just a little an itchy bitchy play of the month. <laughs> it's a little bitty play of the month. <laughs> <laughs> um, he uh, he's got Kansas. It's the Chiefs and the Chargers. What's the spread?
1: Uh, it opened at five and a half, but now it's nine. I
0: could not believe I was listening to the Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal podcast where they guessed the lines. When I heard it opened at five and a half, I was shocked. I, I wish I had known. I would have bet my entire candle collection on, <laughs> on the Chiefs. I mean, he's got the Chiefs by 16. I, I'll bet as much as – even at nine, I'm like, just take my money. I'm all in on the Chiefs. The Chargers, what? they're not good. So, Chiefs.
1: I, I'm with you. When I was filling out my little spreadsheet here just before the show, I had to like double and triple check that it said five and a half because I thought I was crazy. I, I want to stop what we're doing right now and go make sure we get a bet in on it because I think that's a, this is, this is my, um, this will be my double mini play. Not quite mini. It's like two minis put together. We're not all, all the way to the play of the month, but it's a big one. If,
0: if this is Phil's mini play of the month, I need to see his play of the month. It's going to be like huge. Like you're just going to look at it and your eyes are going to be like, wow. Like the first, well, I better be careful. By the way, speaking of that, let me, I'm going to do an ad read and then should I play the sound from the ESPN show? Oh, yeah, we can do it here.
1: Nothing to stop us here. What do you think? You think I should do that? Yeah, it's not, it's not bad where people would be offended. I mean, if you're in a place where you don't want to hear a slip of a bad word, maybe turn it down. For All right, a we'll do that for a minute. First,
0: let's do mybookie.com. A lot of you are using mybookie and I've heard really good reviews. As a matter of fact, so many of you signed up for mybookie that they extended a four-week run uh, through a full season run. And I said to them, Drew, give me and Drew some money. Uh, well, I mean, they're paying for this ad, but like can we have some in our account and we'll make our mybookie plays right i, like I haven't it. heard I haven't heard back from them so hopefully okay. they'll get to it but mybookie.com is a great place to make your bets you can get double your first deposit up to $1000 i mean i can't believe they're doing that that's an insane amount of money so if you put in up to 1000 bucks you can double it And it'll add more excitement to the game you love. But here's what you need to do to get that double play. Go to myboogie.com. Use my promo code, Matt Jones. It's not free money. Uh, uh,
1: What? We have a a free money. Oh, we do? Yeah, we have a free money promo code. We're set up. Take that back. Only (laughs) use free
0: money. We'll save the Matt Jones one for the other podcast. Free money.
1: Is it the same deal? Uh. Sure. Let me read it. I was just rolling with you. We should check all this stuff before the shows start, but. Do you want to just have Nick edit that? We can just. No, we'll leave it. Let's leave it.
0: This is, is, I mean, this is like the Houston radio show. It's just, we're not, we're not yelling at each other. Nevertheless.
1: Uh, Well, Maria emailed. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) What what did Maria email? I don't know. I'm, I'm reading. It's the same deal you said, but it's free money instead of
0: Matt Jones. Free money. There you go. So the podcast, if you like this podcast, use free money. We'll have free money, compete against Matt Jones in a battle to the death. Go to go to mybookie.com, use the promo code free money and tell your friends who are out there who like to bet that free money is the way to go. Mybookie.com.
1: Now let's play that beautiful uh, clip from your Saturday. Right, so for it's people like- who don't,
0: for people who don't listen to the morning show, uh, I, <laughs> I was on ESPN Radio, I was trying to say the phrase um, former Buckeye to introduce Cardell Jones, but I only had 10 seconds before I could go to break, so I had to say it quickly, and here's what came out. Could the Big Ten return, or is it just another tease to get people excited? We'll talk to a former Buckeye (laughs) about it. All
1: right. How bad is that? I mean, you, you definitely said the word, but you can tell it was inadvertent. So the word was said, but we know your intentions weren't to say it. Can we try it one more time and see if I see it? See if it,
0: all right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to imagine you're driving in your car and you're not listening for it and see if you hear it. You know what I mean? That's what I want you to do. So just, just imagine you're just sitting there driving right now. Open your eyes, Drew. You don't want to drive with your eyes closed. And here we go. Or is it just another tease to get people excited? Oh, that sounds good.
1: I think it sounded more obvious as I <laughs> pretended to
0: I'm worried you actually do notice it now. Well, I haven't heard anything about it, by the way. So hopefully it's, it's all gone away. But it was a mistake. It could happen to anybody, it's probably happened to you at some point in your life. You've just dropped an F-bomb accidentally uh, over the airwaves. All right, L.A. Rams, Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Oh, do you want me to give the spread? Yes. Uh, Looks like the Rams are a three-point favorite. Oh, wait a minute. It's already flipped to uh, Eagles are a one-point favorite. So Rams open as a field goal favorite. Now the Eagles are a one-point favorite. Wait a minute, the Eagles are the favorite? no that can't be right it's it, not is the split. other way around let me pull it up i i didn't have the nfl lines because you did them last week so that was on the oh, fly oh, wait a minute I it, t- it. i'll
0: tell you what actually you know what i can do that i can pull them go ahead tell me what yeah. it is i just have the college lines but uh i'm pulling it up on espn well i'm with you i'm taking the rams i mean the eagles looked awful they lost to the redskins i thought the rams looked good uh right now it's got eagles minus one you're right i'm taking the rams
1: To me, isn't a Rams-Chiefs parlay like a great play here? Yeah, I might have um, taken the Eagles had I not seen how bad they looked last week. So, yeah, I mean, I think I love the Rams here. I I watched both of those games. It's Phil's three-star play of the day.
0: So, I'm with him. I mean, I feel like I'm agreeing with Phil way too much. But I will say back when I got hooked on Phil Steele, it was because he was really good in weeks two, three, and four. And that's how I made a lot of money. So, you know, maybe he still has maybe he can reignite and find his mojo there. Cause I I like the Rams. I can't, I don't get betting the Eagles there.
1: No, I don't either. And I finally have all the lines now. If you need me to continue to give them to you. Okay. Well, I'll 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 I may in a minute. Falcons and
0: Cowboys. Cowboys are at home. They are a four-point favorite. Phil has the Cowboys by 14. It's his two-star play of the day.
1: Uh, Dang it, I'm going to agree with Phil too. Uh, Falcons, I just, I'm not impressed and I feel like the Cowboys have a lot more than what they showed us against the Rams last week. They look pretty rough being in the first game, new coach, but I think that offense with Dak and Zeke, and they've got three legit wide receivers. They're going to put up a lot of points, and I just don't think the Falcons can stop them. So I'm taking the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, I am. T- I mean, I am too. I feel like this is another one. I, I, you know, I'm probably going to go to mybookie.com and parlay all three of those. I mean, I, I really like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Cowboys a lot in all of those games. Chiefs Cowboys to
1: me is a bet the mortgage parlay. I don't disagree. I, I just that, I think that Cowboys offense is going to be special. And then you throw in the fact that they're 0-1, a Super Bowl contender. They cannot go down 0-2, so this is a game they're going to be very awake for, too.
0: Yeah, I like the Cowboys quite a bit. All right, tomorrow night, Bengals and Browns. The Browns are a six-point favorite at home. I don't know who's going to win this game, but I feel like it's going to come down to a field goal, so I'm taking the Bengals just because I want the six points.
1: Yeah, I know we always focus on the spread here, but I'm taking whatever the under is. I haven't looked at it, but I don't think either one of these teams are going to score many points. I know on paper you see Odell and the big names, but that, the Browns did not look good last year. They didn't look good last week. The Bengals did not look good last week. These are two offenses that aren't very good.
0: Are you going to bet anything on the game? Under, whatever
1: it is, under. It can't be low enough well, okay, points. But no you,
0: point. have to pick, you have to pick against the spread too because a lot of folks are like waiting at home to see who you pick. <laughs>
1: Okay, well in that case, I will uh I will side with the Browns because I think the Bengals looked horrible until um Joe Burrow kind of put a decent drive together there, but it's still not they'll they'll win by touchdown, cover by one. It'll be seven to zero. Ten to three. Right. Give me ten to three. Giants and the Bears.
0: The Bears with a great win in week one are at home and they're a five and a half point favorite. I feel like the Bears win but they easily could lose. And again, you're giving me five and a half. I think these teams are very similar. The Giants lost, but they were playing a good Steelers team. So I'm actually going to take the Giants to cover against my Bears, even though I think there's a decent chance the Bears win the game. Uh,
1: uh, is, is your boy, Mitch, I know he had the, your one good throw. You <laughs> oh, <liked>. he's terrible.
0: <laughs> I watched the whole game. The first three quarters, he was absolutely awful. It reminded me of watching Jalen Whitlow, but without the fun. And I and but then in the fourth quarter he looked great, but you know that's what he does. He plays like one good quarter and he gets you happy. And then it, it I, I Giants, well, first of all, Mitch sucks. If I'm ranking Mitch's right now, Barnhart's one, Trubisky's two, McConnell's three. Um, but I'm not going to bat for any of them, but uh I'll
1: say I, I'm still gonna say the Giants cover. I think the Giants might win, so I'm definitely taking the five and a half if you're giving me points. Yeah, I'm with you.
0: Jaguars versus your Titans. Titans are a nine-point favorite at home.
1: It's a lot of points. Yeah. uh, I'm going Jags here. I love my Titans, but this game is always close, always. seems to always come down the last couple drives. I don't know how the Jags looked so good last week against the Colts. I did not see that coming. I need to see if that's going to be a real thing or if Gardner Minshew just lucky week one. But I think it'll be a tight game. I'll take the Jaguars, even though it hurts me to say that out loud. I'm taking your Titans. I think they cover. I think they – look, if if, if
0: your dude could have made a kick, they win at Denver by, what, 13 or whatever, like – or by, you know, 11. So that's a big win. So I'm just gonna assume he makes those kicks now and then you win. I do think I'm I'm assuming he misses all those kicks. (laughs) I think he'll make them. Are you gonna watch this game at the bar? It's a one o'clock start. Oh, I I might. Yeah, I haven't thought that through yet. Good. Did you see Chris Berman's nickname for Gardner Minshew? Uh, I did not see that one. Okay, so let's take a guess. We like Chris Berman nicknames. Think about Gardner Minshew. If you're Chris Berman and you hear that name, what are you going to do?
1: I was trying to think which of the names he would play off of, but he could kind of go either. There might be a Gardner thing, or he could probably turn Minshew into something. So I, I really don't know which angle he takes. He went Gardner, me 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 shoo. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> That's so dumb. I love it. It's horrible, but I I can't. Okay, so I saw that on Sunday
0: night and I actually texted PFT commenter, both that one and uh, Jameson Manhattan Clam Crowder. And the, the Minshew one, <laughs> meh, meh,
1: meh. Whew. He did it better about- than me. How about Minshew looking like the greatest quarterback of all time last week? Is he, is he good? Well, if you were the Jaguars, though, would you want to win or would you want to lose every game and get Trevor Lawrence? I know. They're probably like, hey, man, calm down. We got a plan here. And you're throwing it off. You already beat the Colts. <laughs> we're starting you because you suck. You realize that, right? Like, we don't want you to be
0: good. <laughs> Please calm down. Um, all right. Vikings and Colts, two teams, both of which – have, like, serious aspirations, both of which are 0-1. You can't go 0-2 here, so this is a big game. What do you, uh, The Colts are a three-point favorite.
1: This is what I'm saying with the Jags, how that game played out, I don't know who was fraud or if the Jags were for real. I just the Colts can't go down 0-2, being the, uh, the favorite in the AFC South, so I, I'm going to go with the Colts here.
0: You know, 0-2
1: teams end up rarely making the playoffs,
0: so you have to ask yourself, which of these two teams could you see being a fraud the most? For me, that's probably Indianapolis. I mean, I sort of see it more likely that an old broken down Phillip Rivers is unlikely to be successful than a Minnesota team that last year was really, really good. So I'm gonna say Minnesota wins. And if you're saying I get three points in the process, then
1: I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Minnesota. I think Rivers is going to be good there, but part of that is just my fear as a Titans fan because the Colts always win, but I am praying that they are not good because that, they're what's in the way of the Titans and being back in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ravens and the Texans. The Ravens are getting seven points to go to Houston. By the way, nobody in, nobody in the NFL was very nice to Bill O'Brien. They start the season against the Chiefs and the Ravens, <laughs> the two best teams in the, in the league. Uh, Ravens getting, uh, giving seven. Who you got?
1: Uh, the Texans will keep it close, but I just can't I can't bet on them. They, they they looked like they weren't even trying in that Thursday night game last week in the first half against Kansas City. I expected Deshaun Watson to try to come out slinging it and match Mahomes. We're going to have a shootout, and they just didn't look very good to start. I think we see that again. They'll put up some second-half points, but, I mean, the Ravens will keep getting theirs in cover.
0: Yeah, I agree. I feel like the Ravens – first of all, I think the Ravens are built for the regular season. I mean, I'm not saying they can't win the Super Bowl, but they're a team that it's hard to practice for because how do you practice for Lamar? So, like, you've you, you got to kind of take a long time to get ready. It's sort of like playing an option team, and he's such an amazing talent. So, I'm taking the Ravens. I think they cover – I think it will be a good game. I don't think the Texans will get blown out. But if you're giving me seven, I might even buy a half point so that I can get it to six and a half and feel good about uh, about winning. Patriots and the Seahawks, the Sunday night game uh, in Seattle. Seattle is a three and a half point favorite.
1: I got the Patriots going to Seattle and winning as a four-point hmm. underdog. So I am definitely taking the – or plus three and a half, whatever you said. I'm definitely taking the points.
0: Hmm. Why Why do you like the Patriots so much?
1: I don't really like the Patriots that much, but I think Seattle has like one of the best home field advantages in the NFL. They're not letting anyone in. I think when that game starts, they're going to be looking around and very confused, and that's going to neutralize a big – they've had for years. That's the the 12th man there. That's really carried them, and I think the Patriots are going to walk in there. And uh, it's not an early game. The time change won't really matter. It's a primetime game. I think the Patriots can do it. For some reason, uh, the red zone, at least the
0: direct TV version I have, the red zone channel focused a lot on that Seattle Atlanta game and Seattle looked awesome. I mean, they looked just absolutely awesome. And they're you know, scored 38 or whatever on the road. I think they just, I think they pound New England. I think Seattle's really good. I picked the Cowboys to go to the super bowl. I wish I could take that back and pick Seattle because I actually think Seattle is legit. Russell Wilson, Russell, the love muscle, is awesome. And that defense, they got that dude from the Jets, uh, Jamal Adams. I'm, I, I, I like Seattle a lot. So this will be a big disagreement. I, I like the Patriots' defense a lot,
1: but I think this is the Cam Newton-New England coming out party. Really? So you think he has a huge game? Oh, it's the it's the primetime game. Everybody's watching. The defense will, will play well. They have a good defense, of course, Belichick. But I think this is where Cam shines, and that's why they win. All right.
0: Then Monday night, Saints and Raiders from Vegas. They're opening up the Vegas stadium with no one there. And uh, both teams are 1-0. The Saints are a six-point favorite. I'll just spoil it and say I think the Saints win by 20. So I'm going to take New
1: Orleans. What about you? I mean, this is how you lose money. But so many of these underdogs, the spread seems so low. And I want to just hammer all of them. But that, that should be a red flag. But that's what I'm going to do it again. I, I feel like that's way too low. It does seem way too low, doesn't it?
0: I mean, like, what, yeah. what did the Raiders do? They beat the Panthers, who are supposed to be awful. The Panthers are like competing to get Trevor Lawrence as well. So, I mean, I to me, I feel like the Saints might be the best team in the league. I mean, I don't think they are, but they could be. So, like, they just beat Tampa Bay. So, why wouldn't
1: I? Why wouldn't I think the Saints are going to crush them? Yeah, and you know they're going to score points. And uh, I just don't see how the Raiders can even come close to to matching anything on the scoreboard. Unless you're, yeah. big you're a big Derek Carr guy. you big Derek Carr guy?
0: I preferred David. He, yeah. I think he, he he had a lot more of the skills I was looking for in a car.
1: Well, uh, I think the Raiders are going to be bad and that the Saints are going to up the score on this one.
0: Well, for the week, I challenge you to watch Jacksonville and not – make the Minshew joke in your head. You're not going to be able to do it. Like, every single time. Well, you're going to be watching that game at the bar. I'll probably come and watch it with you, and I'm just going to yell Minshew. I'm just going to sneeze everywhere in violation of all the codes.
1: Well, uh, that game tends to not go well for the Titans when they're supposed to win, so I'm prepared for a long afternoon Sunday. All right, let me give you a couple things here. Tomorrow on the radio show, so on
0: Thursday, I will announce our – Our plan for the seating at the bar for the Kentucky Auburn game. Um, I'm only doing it for the folks on the radio, but you all are loyal. The people that listen to this podcast are probably the biggest KSR fans because you really like listening to Drew and I sort of goof off. Um, And uh, so my point is, we will. We will. I'll find. I'm trying to figure out how do I let the folks that listen to this podcast know if they don't listen to the radio show? What should I do?
1: I don't know. That's a, that's a tough way to work that out. I don't know either. Well, I guess. Oh, maybe we have one free money table reserved and we find a way to, to get a table for free money. People, we announce them next week.
0: Well, I have a different contest for free money. People.
1: I guess you'll, we'll, we'll do a free money. I'll tell you what
0: I'll do. The next game we take reservations, I'll give it to the free money people first. How's oh, that? okay. I like that. I'll do that. Now, because we're doing this on Zoom this year, it allows us to potentially have a guest picker. We were going to do that in the past, and then we realized we'd have to, ha- like, sit with people, and, and and like, it, we couldn't get everybody's schedules together, et cetera. So what I'm going to do is – if is the first person to do something um, that we see that responds or whatever, we will let you be on the Zoom and pick a couple of games with us. Do you like that, Drew, so that we can have fan participation on the, on the show?
1: Yeah, you mean just a little reference in a tweet when the games get going on Saturday, something like that? Well, no, here's what we'll do.
0: I'm going to allow – we're going to pick a random game, and you're going to predict your score – on Twitter with the hashtag free money and whoever gets the score right first will be in it. Okay. And if you don't get it right, it'll whoever will ever be closest. But here's the thing you have to hashtag free money.
1: If I you think we need one that's, we need one that's not as uh, broad. A lot of people use that on, on Saturdays. We need something very specific so we can find them all, organize them free money. And then a word
0: Add okay. a third word.
1: Well, what's the, what's the word?
0: No, no. Uh, free money Minshew. There we go. M I N S H E W. So hashtag free money Minshew. And we're gonna. I'm just gonna pick a game, and you're gonna pick the score. So let's take. Well, let's take that Sunday night game, New England and Seattle. So you'll have all weekend to get it. The NFL game. Hashtag. Free money, Minshew. You've got from now till then. Although, again, I'm going to take the winner of the first one I see. So, like, if you when you listen to this, you want to go ahead and put your prediction up. New England and Seattle. Whoever gets the closest or gets it right first, you can hang and 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 predict a couple of games with us here on Zoom.
1: I'm excited for it. Usually, as you kind of mentioned, we just spontaneously do these, so it's impossible to have a guest because they'd have to be there in like ten minutes, but. Now we seem to have a, a time and I'll, on Wednesdays and Zoom makes it easy, so this will be fun. And also,
0: Jay and Lyndon, I've been promising you for like three years that I would allow you to read the games to us with the spreads. If you're, I don't know if he's still listening to the show. This is my test, Jay and Lyndon. If you're still listening, if you reach out to me, I'll let you do it next week. But if you're not listening, then you will have given up the opportunity. So, Jay and Lyndon, you have the rest of the time, until next week, to reach out to me. And if you weren't listening, then Jay and Lyndon, you're Jay out of luck.
1: Oh, well, hopefully he listens. That'll be exciting times to have a guest. The first ever free money guest. That's right. All right, well, thank you all very much. MyBookie.com, free money,
0: Drew Franklin, Matt Jones. I hope you win all of the cash. We'll see you next week.